In Krakow during the spring of 1941, the Gestapo start to infiltrate the Polish underground. Over the course of one month, almost 300 members of the secret state are arrested, including Józef Cyrankiewicz, to whom Jan Karski owed his life. More and more of Karski's closest associates and friends are arrested. The Germans come close to catching Karski, who manages to escape at the last minute, changing his quarters and identity as he does so. the plane roaring down out of control and then crashing into silence. A state of war has existed. It would be still more foolish to lose heart and courage. Thousands of people like me perished. Some of us survived. I am one of those. Untold stories from the secret state. Message from the Holocaust, Part 3. Karski returns to Warsaw in the autumn of 1941. A lot has changed over the past months. Karski's brother, a former police officer, has been arrested by the Gestapo and is serving time in the Auschwitz concentration camp. In June 1941, the Germans attack their former allies, the Soviet Union and a fast approaching Moscow. Warsaw has also changed. Daily arrests and roundups have become the norm, while the underground state is fighting a psychological war with the Nazi occupiers. Karski is on the front line in the ongoing battle. He comes up with false and dispiriting information which gets into the hands of German soldiers, and then he goes about telling the truth to Poles to counter the onslaught of Nazi propaganda. I'm on Khortna Street in Warsaw. It's a very particular place, right in the heart of the Polish capital. There's a church on a small square in the middle of the cobbled streets, and it's worth a visit in the evening, when you can get the impression that there are walking ghosts above the street. Eighty years ago, Khortna Street cut through the largest Jewish ghetto in Europe, which housed some half a million Jews. A three-meter-high wall flanked the street on either side, with a wooden bridge going across, linking the large ghetto with the small ghetto. I'm standing exactly on the spot where the bridge linking the ghetto areas crossed. The memory of everyday life under occupation for the residents of Warsaw is still very much alive, even though there are no remnants of the bridge and the ghetto was razed to the ground after its brutal liquidation in 1943. Today, there is a light installation which crosses the street, illuminating the shadows of people crossing the ghetto bridge. Among them, there could even be Karski, who is preparing for his greatest mission yet. He was going to have unique access to what was happening. Andrew Nagorski, former editor of Newsweek International. And when he met the two Jewish leaders in Warsaw secretly, one of them told him, in order for you to be report accurately, you should see what you're reporting about. He said, we'll, we can get you into the Warsaw ghetto. That was an extremely, again, risky thing to do. He would be smuggled in. Again, if he were caught, that would be it. But Karski immediately understood and agreed. 
and they managed to smuggle him into the ghetto. And he was there briefly once, and he saw, he was just horrified. Like a lot of people, he had an idea that there were terrible things were happening in the ghetto, but it's different when you see it with your own eyes. See the dead bodies, the emaciated people, and then he, he describes a scene where he says he sees some Hitler Jugend, some young boy, German boys, just shooting at, at any Jews who don't manage to scramble away. And the first time he was there, he was so emotional, he felt that, and he was told, okay, now get out. You can't be out here too long. Uh, he decided to go back a second time. So he went back a second time so he could already, the first shock, he absorbed so he could more rationally sort of record again in his mind what he saw. Karski reveals the details of his incursion into the Warsaw Ghetto in an interview with French filmmaker Claude Lanzmann. Now, he says, I don't think that you will run into some extraordinary risk. But of course you. They say no. Would you do it? If you do, to the Jewish ghetto in Warsaw, I will go with you. I said, I will do it. Well, a few days later, we established contact. Aha, he told me, no fancy dresses and uh, even don't shave uh, before. Uh, we have to look as much as possible as they look over there. I go with him, he is broken down, carving little Jew, different person completely. Well, he looked like a, like suddenly a, like, like a Jew, like a Jew from the ghetto, as if he lived there all the time. Apparently this was his nature. This was his world. The world of Polish Jews, which had existed for seven centuries and which was an element of Poland's multicultural legacy over the ages, is practically wiped out over the course of three years. The Holocaust becomes a reality. In 1942, the Nazis put the final solution into motion, liquidating ghettos which were set up in practically every Polish town and city. Jews are transported in their thousands to specially designed death camps, the first of which is 200 kilometers to the east of Warsaw, in the village of Belzec. Some 450,000 Jews are murdered there, while the closest camp to Warsaw, Treblinka, exterminates some 800,000 Jews. And that's not counting the camps at Auschwitz, Helmno, Sobibur, and many more. Knowing that he is about to embark on another mission to London, Jewish leaders ask Karski to take with him an eyewitness account of the Holocaust and to tell the world what is happening to the Jewish nation. Before Karski leaves, he goes to the Jewish internment camp in Izbica. What he finds there will change his life forever. You hear the plane roaring down out of control and then crashing into silence. A state of war has existed. It would be still more foolish to lose heart and courage. Thousands of people like me perished. 
Some of us survived, I am one of those. In this episode, we used archive materials from Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, the Polish National Digital Archive, the Claude Lanzmann Shoah Collection, and the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. This podcast is made by Free Range Productions for the Big Histories Foundation. This production of the first 10-episode series of Untold Stories from the Secret State is financed by the Polish Ministry of Foreign Affairs as part of the Public Diplomacy 2020, a new dimension competition. More information about the series can be found at www.secretstate.pl. <laughs>